Stewart says, God has ordained a season of singleness for every human being on the planet. Singleness does not exist simply as an extended adolescence, a pursuit of career ambition, or a preparatory phase for marriage. Rather, God has ordained the unique freedoms of single life, not for distractions or ambitions, but for devotion to him. So I'm going to pray for us really quick, and uh, we will jump into this. Father God, I thank you for this day, and I thank you for the opportunity that we have to be here. I thank you for uh, bringing these students here, and I pray that as I speak today, uh, that you can help me step out of the way and get out of my own ego and my own head, uh, and that your word can really be heard this morning, uh, and that your wisdom can be found in the words that I'm telling uh, this morning. Uh, I just pray for your guidance, I pray for your love, and I thank you for all your blessings, and I pray all of these things in your name. Amen. So, why I, I use this specific phrase of singleness is a gift. So you might hear that and think like, why is he using that phrasing? Um, and the reason I'm doing that is because that is literally what Paul calls it in the Bible. In 1 Corinthians 7, uh, 7, 8, he says, I wish that all were as I myself am, but each has his own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. The to the unmarried and the widows, I say that it is good for them to remain single as I am. So you, you caught that, right? Like, Paul calls singleness a gift. He calls it a good gift to us from God. And a lot of you, like, will, a lot of you have probably read that, and I know I have read that at one point in my life, and been like, okay, yeah, singleness is a gift, but it's like, kind of like getting socks for Christmas, of like a, oh, God, you got me this gift? Thank you so much. Oh, oh it's singleness. Thanks. <laughs> like, but, but no, singleness is a good gift from God. And side note, just like socks is a good gift, which you will come to realize as you grow older, I'm not going to go down there. Never mind. Uh, but Paul gives us, so Paul tells, tells us that singleness is a gift. Um, and he tells us more about that in verse 35. He says, I say this for your own benefit, not to lay any restraint upon you, but to promote good order and to secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. So he tells, he's telling the Corinthians this in the context of um, comparing the life of unmarried, uh, unmarried people to married people and how when you're married, your attentions are divided between uh, the things of the Lord and the, th uh, and the needs of your spouse. And so he's saying that singleness is given to us for our own benefit for two reasons, to promote good order and to secure our undivided devotion to the Lord. Um, I also just want to give a, a preface as I, before I go any further that like there may be times in this that it sounds like I'm like roasting dating or married people, but that is not the case. It's just because... The, one, the thing that I'm talking about is the benefits of singleness. So I just want to say that dating and marriage are still important, but the focus of this is to understand the importance of singleness and the time that we have. Uh, so I'm going to take these two reasons one at a time. Uh, so Paul says we are called to promote good order with our singleness. And you might hear that and think like, okay, what exactly is this good order that we're talking about? And essentially it boils down to a, a godly way of living and a, the, the ability to love others and share the gospel with people around us. Can I have your phone? Or do you want to just... 
No? Oh, I appreciate that, but I think I'm okay. Thanks. Um, so we're called to promote good order. We're called to love others and share the gospel with people around us. And while that's not important, or not, not important, while that's not impossible if you are dating or in a relationship um, or married, it is much easier to do this when you're single. And it's easier to be focused on where you're placed. Because God has put all of us in a certain place in our lives to minister to those around us and to love those around us. And we have a, we have a better, we, we have more of an ability to do this in singleness. And because I know when I was dating, I was a lot more concerned with how my girlfriend was doing and um, making sure she was okay than focusing on the people around me and like the people I was doing theater with and the community that God had placed me in. Because my, my attention was naturally divided. But when we're single, we, we have the freedom and the ability to invest more deeply in the lives that are around us. Secondly, singleness is gifted to us to secure our undivided devotion to the Lord. So you might hear that, and you might think, well, can't I be devoted to the Lord while I'm dating? Yes, you can, but again, it's harder. Like, um, because in, in 1 Corinthians, uh, right, like in the verse before 35, in 32 through 35, uh, he, Paul tells us, uh-huh. he says, I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to please the Lord. But the married man is anxious about the worldly things, how to please his wife, and his interests are divided. And the unmarried or betrothed woman is, anx- woman is in- anxious about the things of the Lord, how to be holy in body and spirit. But the married man, but the married woman is anxious about worldly things, how to please her husband. So naturally, when we are married, our attentions are divided, as they should be, because we have been given this person that we are called to love and raise up and live life with. But when we're single, our attentions can be fully devoted on God and knowing him more deeply. So, like, here's an example. Like, Like, say you're at church, like we are now, and... You're, you're in your seat, and you're singing along with worship, and you're, you're focusing on the words that are being sung, and you're, you're feeling connected with God, and you're listening to the sermon, and you're in the, you're in the scriptures, and you're, like, really connected, and you're really able to focus. Now, think about going to church with someone that you're interested in, or, like, sitting near someone who's, like, kind of promising, has some, has, is, like, kind of catches your eye. Now, half of your brain is focused on that person, you know? It's focused on thoughts like, okay, do I look okay right now? Did I, did I dress okay this morning? Or like, is my singing, is my singing like off-putting? Should I like sing a bit more quietly? Or if, if I raise my hands during this chorus, is that gonna make me look like more godly? Or can I, like, should I share my Bible with them? Is this, is this getting awkward now? Like, have you ever tried focusing on listening to the word of God with someone really cute nearby? <laughs> It's not an easy task. It's not easy to focus on that. Like, honestly, I still have trouble with this myself, with, with like turning off that side of my brain, because when I step into church, my focus should be on God and God alone, not on anybody nearby. And with the gift of singleness, we are given one person to focus on, and that's God himself. 
When you're single, you can fully devote your time, yourself, and your heart to God, to learning more about him and carrying out his will, because you're completely unencumbered by anything else. Like, you have, here's the thing, you have so much freedom as a single person. Like, you, like, you don't understand, like, I'm sure, I'm, like, married people in the room can agree with this, that when you are single, you have so much more freedom than when you are committed to somebody else because you have nothing else to focus on. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, just saying. <laughs> because, like, I was talking with some of the junior guys about this about a week ago of how, like, all of you guys are, you're about to enter the phase in your life when you have more freedom than you have ever had and more freedom than you will ever have. Because, like, like some of you right now, you can drive now, so you can kind of go about town, you can hang out with friends and that kind of thing, but like you also are still living under your parents' roof, and you are still listening to their rules, and you still have to be home by a certain time, and you have school during the school year and that kind of thing. And like, and then once you get out of college, and like that kind of year after college, then you kind of step into the real world, and then you have like work, and a job, and bills, and like if you don't go to work for eight hours a day, you can't live and you can't pay your rent. And so, but in the time in between that, in the time that you guys, the most of you guys are going to be entering into soon, you're going to have so much freedom. And it's up to you how to use that freedom properly. Are you going to, to waste that freedom or are you going to use it for things that are beneficial? Because I, I, I want to make sure you guys understand, I don't want you to waste the freedom that you have, especially in singleness. I don't want you to spend all your time sitting around doing nothing, binging the latest Marvel TV show, or scrolling through Instagram all the time. Like, there's a time and place for those things, but if that is all of your time, if all of your time is spent doing those things, something is wrong. <laughs> like, you have so much time to get so many things done that are good and that are, that are beneficial and bring glory to God. Like, think about, think about Adam and Eve. So, God created the world, he created the earth, heavens and the earth. He created everything. He created Adam, and he said, it's good. Man is good. But then he noticed, okay, it is not good for man to be alone. So he created Eve, and he said, it's very good. But think about that time before Eve came along. Like, Adam was alone. And you know what Adam did? Like, one of the things Adam did, he named every single animal in the world. Like, <laughs> he, he spent that time wisely because, like, I got nothing else to do. I'll, and, and he listened to God's command of subduing the earth, and he spent his time wisely. And, like, m my mom always uses this phrase um, that's really stuck with me throughout my life, and it's, it's this phrase of this idea of redeeming the time. Because we are all given time. We are all given allotted a, a amounts of time, of freedom to do with whatever we want. And it's up to us how we use it. Are we going to waste it on things that are pointless and end up coming to nothing? Or are we going to redeem it for things that are worthwhile, for things that lift up others and spread God's word? And so also in the idea of spending your time, spending your free time as you're single, don't spend all of your time when you're single searching for a relationship at every single turn. Like, don't go walking into every single room and immediately spotting who, who could possibly, like, work out with you. Because, one, it's exhausting. 
like constantly looking out for that is just so tiring. But also, you're going to be disappointed a lot of the time. Like if you're just thinking of the odds of things, if 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 God has if if like out of everyone in the world, there is someone for you. And if you're constantly looking for that person, you're probably going to end up meeting a lot of people that aren't going to work out and get your hopes up. Unless you're Caleb and like meet her in like kindergarten, but that's, you know, yeah, there you go. Good for you, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. But even more than that, even more than the idea of it's exhausting, you'll be disappointed. That's not that's not our calling as Christians. Like God, Jesus didn't give the disciples the Great Commission. He didn't stand on the shore and say, go therefore and find a wife. No, he said, go therefore and make disciples. That is our calling. And when we look at women and, men and women in the world, we should be a lot more concerned about the state of their soul than their relationship status. We shouldn't be constantly looking at everyone thinking, okay, could this work out? Could this work out? No, we should be focused on loving them and showing them and showing them the greatness of God and making disciples. So I don't want you guys in your singleness to be so caught up in what you're missing out on. I don't want you to miss the benefits of now because you're fixated on the benefits of then. Because there are so many benefits now. There's so much freedom that you have to, to love others and to spread God's kingdom. Like if you're so focused on how great life is going to be once you find the one, you're going to miss out on so many opportunities that you have right now and the people and the places that God has put you to be a light to. Like, I, I speak this from experience because I grew up in like a household of high school sweethearts. Like my parents are both high school sweethearts, my brother and his wife are high school sweethearts. So I was constantly growing up, constantly looking for the person that I would spend my life with. And it was exhausting. <laughs> And, I'm, and on top of that, I'm sure that I missed so much. I, I missed so many opportunities that God had placed in front of me because I was focused on something that he had for me way down the road. And I was missing the, the people that, was, that I was around right then. And, like, the thing is, in all honesty, if I wasn't single, I wouldn't be here right now. Like, that's just the truth of the matter. I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have come back to minister to these youth guys and grow connected with them if I wasn't single at this moment. But because I am, and because I was when David reached out to me about it, I have the freedom and the ability to be a blessing to people around me. And that's the gift of singleness that God has given to us. And... The last thing that I want to leave you guys with is this. If you are unable to find contentment as a single person, you sure as heck aren't going to be content when you're dating or married. I, I like Don't miss out on all the goodness and the freedom that singleness provides for you because you're so wrapped up in searching for your soulmate. Because if you spend all of your time thinking that you're going to be happy and content, and content when you're in a relationship, worse than, worse than not being content when that happens, you're going to drag down whoever you end up finding. 
Because you're going to come to them, and you're going to be like, okay, this, this is going to give me my contentment. This is going to fulfill me. I'm going to be happy now that I have this person. And they're not going to fill that, that void that's in you. And then you're going to get upset with them. They're going to get upset with you, and it's just going to be a, a terrible spiral downward. Because the only place that we can find contentment is in our relationship with God. Because there is already someone that knows us and loves us more deeply than anyone in the world could. Our one goal in life should not be to find someone because we've already been found by someone. And our goal now should be to foster that relationship and come to truly understand him and to help other people around us understand him. Because we've been given this gift and we have the ability to promote good order and to be fully devoted to God. So I don't want you to waste the gift of singleness that you have because you're so focused on what might be happening in the future.